Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Glamorgan Cricket Podcast from GlamorganCricket.com. I'm your host, Peter Miller. In this episode, we'll have a rundown of recent results, a chat that ITV News had with Aniron Donald about his record-breaking double hundred against Derbyshire, a conversation with Chris Cook about his back injury and where he sits as far as that's concerned, some words from Don Shepherd and Hugh Morris about the history of cricket in Swansea. But first... Let's hear a Glamorgan captain, Shaq Rudolph, ahead of the NatWest T20 Blast quarterfinal against Yorkshire on Thursday. Tickets are only a tenner, guys. I really hope to see as many of you there as possible. So, joined here by Jacques Rudolph as we're watching Glamorgan bat against Northamptonshire in the county championship, but looking ahead to Thursday in the quarterfinal, you've just said it's just another game. Is that the way you guys are pr- approaching it? Yeah, I think there's always the danger of uh, going into into quarters and semi-finals and things like that, um, putting the game a bit on a pedestal. Um, I think the one thing we've done really well this season so far is the fact that even against quality opposition, um, we've just viewed it as a just another game, and we've I think we've been very focused on how we want to go about our business, um, and it won't be any different on Thursday. Um, it's, this week has been a nice opportunity to rest our three main bowlers, so. Um, with Colin and Sean also coming back into the team, um, I think the boys should be nice and fresh for Thursday. And obviously personal connection for you, long-time Yorkshire player. Is that something you're going to be looking forward to? Obviously you guys don't get a huge amount of opportunity to play against them these days with them being a different division and uh, Glamorgan being in the South group. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I was um, very happy when I played for Yorkshire a few years ago, but um, this is now on the other side of the on the wall lines. Um, but yeah, they're obviously a big club and um, it's, I think it's my first game playing against them since I've started with Glamorgan, so um, I'm definitely going to give it my best and uh, it'll be nice to get our team into, into finals day. Is there anybody in the Yorkshire team that you've particularly been focusing on or is it much more just saying we'll just keep doing what we're doing? No, not really because um, we're, in, we're in different groups as well in the preliminary stages, so I haven't really followed them that much. Um, obviously, you know quite a lot of their players and how they go about their business, but I think, um, like I said earlier on, the, the good thing for us this season is we've been really focused on how we want to how we want to play our cricket, our brand of cricket, and which has been attacking. Um, someone like Colin's been in unbelievable form. So, um, yeah, my message to the boys on Thursday will just be to keep doing what we've been doing. And it'll be a similar makeup to the side going in with lots of different bowling options. Obviously, that's been a huge boost for Glamorgan this year. You've been able to turn into as many as seven or eight different bowl- bowlers on the park at any one time. Yeah, I think um, that's been one of our strengths this season is, I think from a captaincy point of view, it's nice to know that at any given point in time, I can throw the ball to a Sean Tate or Tim Van Gooten or our X-Factor bowlers and they can potentially pick up a wicket. Uh, Colin's been very good in that regard. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's nice to have those those options available to me, and um, I must say uh, also big credit to our ground staff. I, I, I think our wickets have been exceptional this year, um, like high scoring, uh, and I, th- I think we've we've got our recipe on our own wicket. So Sean Tate is going to be playing, and he's staying on for the latter half of the competition. That a big boost for you guys? Yeah, uh, I've said it all along. Sean's a world-class bowler. Um, he's obviously got a lot of X factor. It's nice to see him bowling quickly for us as well. Um, like I said, at any given time, I can throw in the ball, whether it be in the first six or in the middle period, at the, or at the death. Um, you always get your wickets, um, and I think there's nothing that stops a run rate like someone getting your wickets. So it's, it's nice to have him in our team, and I think. The, the other thing is as well, he, um, he's played under big pressure games before in his career, so 
that kind of experience in our dressing room will be vital on Thursday. And then crowd-wise in Glamorgan, obviously when uh, they've been noisy, but you're hoping for an even bigger crowd and an even noisier crowd for you guys on Thursday night? Yeah, I think it's always um, nice to have that. But uh, I must say the game against Somerset the other evening was one of the best crowds I've, I've seen at the Swalik. And like I know there will be quite a few people in on Thursday, so I thought the music was exceptional. That was anything to go by, just sitting and watching uh, from the sidelines. But... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big game for Glamorgan. Um, our, our dressing rooms are very really excited about it. The whole club's excited about it. So I don't think there's any reason for people not to come and watch. Well, and £10 as well is an absolute bargain to see the cricket that you guys are playing against a very, very good Yorkshire side. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quarterfinals. I think it's a shrewd move to, to take the ticketing prices down as well. And there's nothing better than playing in front of big crowds. So uh, hopefully that's what we'll have on Thursday. Good luck. Thank you very much. In between the last podcast and this episode, Glamorgan have won one championship match and lost another. The game at Colwyn Bay that saw that remarkable innings by young Nye Donald was a win for Glamorgan, but you'll hear more about that from the man himself shortly. But it was a very, very decent victory as Glamorgan chased down a stiff target on the last day to beat Derbyshire, having made them follow on. It was great to see that, but unfortunately, the game against Northants at Swansea was not quite so rosy. There were two really disappointing batting displays from an inexperienced Glamorgan side. But the really big story from that game was that 19-year-old Lucas Carey claimed seven wickets in the match on his first-class debut. He looked pretty good. He got the ball to move away and seam in. And he looks like the kind of bowler that bowls wicket-taking delivery. So hopefully that's something that Glamorgan can use to their advantage in the games and years to come. The real success, of course, came in the NatWest T20 Blast, where a win against Somerset and then and then two no results saw Glamorgan finish second in the table to get that home quarter final. One of those no results was a bit lucky against Sussex, where they hadn't scored anywhere near enough runs before the rain arrived. The other one was a bit unlucky, to be honest, as they batted brilliantly against Essex, with Colin Ingram scoring 100, his first ever in 2020 cricket. They probably had more than enough runs to defend it, but once again, the rain arrived and spoiled things. In between times, Glamorgan's Royal London One Day Cup challenge petered out, and they haven't made the knockout stages of that one, so all eyes now turn to the SSE Swalek for Thursday night's game against Yorkshire. As I've said, and as Jacques Rudolph said just a few moments ago, it'd be really great to see as many of you there as possible. £10 for the level of cricket that's going to be going on there on Thursday night is a real bargain. Right, next, here is Aniron talking about that 100, well, double 100, with ITV News. Hopefully, you enjoy what he has to say. Uh, you know, tell me, we'll talk about the Thursday first of all, then. you know, into the quarterfinals. Yeah. I mean... What are your thoughts on the game? Just generally excited. Um, you know, we worked really hard to get there, and I think it's it's more than what we deserved in the end. Um, we didn't finish on quite the high we'd have we'd have liked, but you know, quarterfinals a quarterfinal, and to make it home is even better. So if we hope for a big crowd down there and uh, get one over the Yorkies. I know you know you all want to do well in all the competitions. So the T Twenty really pulls in the big crowd as well, doesn't it? Is that quite another incentive really to do well in the competition? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they tend to be our biggest crowd, so. It, in a way, it becomes even more important to perform when uh, when everyone turns up and pays a couple of quid to come and watch us. Um, it's really exciting, and it's, a, it's an absolute privilege then to play in front of a crowd like that. And 
the Friday nights have so far have been so much fun and the boys always enjoy them so um, yeah no always keen to do well and it's, especially in front of uh, any TV cameras or anything like that it really lifts the level and uh, the razzmatazz of Friday night T20s is, is always nice to be a part of Obviously, you know, you're playing in the Swilk Stadium in Cardiff, but you're getting up to play around the Rottle Browns in Wales. Um, do you enjoy that experience of getting out of Cardiff to play as well? Yeah, definitely. Seeing as I'm my hometown Swansea, it's always nice to come home for a week or so and uh, have an extra lion. Um, but yeah, no, we always we always enjoy it. Um, generally, especially Colwyn Bay, it's always been a bit of a fortress for us. So um, yeah, no, we like getting out and spreading the word of cricket around Wales, if you like. Of course, Colwyn Bay now is going to be one of your favourite places to play, probably Absolutely. because of that double century. I mean... Did you ever expect you had that in you? Um, I like to think I had it in me. I, I didn't quite expect it to come out at that point. Um, you know, I didn't really think about it beforehand. It's, it's just one of those days, as you know, many sportsmen talk about, it just got in the zone and it, it really flowed from there. So now I'm really excited and more importantly to get a big one. Um, I've been getting in and out throughout the year for Glamorgan, especially in Red Bull. So it's, it's nice to kick on and show I've got it at this level, if you like. When you get your first century, is that the pressure off a bit? It makes the second one a bit easier? Um, you like to think so, but they're, they're just as hard and sometimes they get a bit harder, like I found out the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, you can go you can go in and out of form so quickly and like I showed yesterday, I wasn't quite in the same sort of form. Um, bit of a different game there. But yeah, no, it's, it, I'm just really pleased to get a big one and again, show you can compete at this level and um, repay a bit of the faith that was shown in me by everyone at Camorgan, really. Dominic Booth had a chat with Chris Cook over the phone. Unfortunately, Cookie's back injury is bad and getting worse. Doesn't look as if he's going to be playing too much more cricket this year. The phone line is a bit crackly, but Cookie says some interesting things. So I've stuck it in the podcast. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I saw what to talk about more positive things, really. Um, yeah, cool. We had cool. you in mind for uh, like the face-to-face feature for the magazine. So yeah. even though you're injured, I think it still it still works quite nicely because obviously it's been a good season and you've done good things with the gloves and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So, cool. What, what about keeping then? How, you know, obviously probably didn't see that coming at the start of the season, did you? Um, no, obviously not. I mean, I mean, Wally's done an unbelievable job, you know, um, over the last your know, decade or so, and um, massive boots to fill. Um, you know, his record speaks for itself. So, um, so obviously, yeah, it, it was good coming in. Um, you know, it's something I enjoyed and um, enjoyed being involved. And, you know, it gave me a lot more responsibilities, which I liked. Um, you know, it's something that's, that's kind of in my blood. My, you know, my, my dad was a keeper, my brothers were keepers. So it was something very, very natural to me. You know, I've always kind of done it. Um, yeah. And, you know, in the past, I've always just wanted to play, you know, just regardless of, you know, if I was keeping or just as a batsman. Um, but I guess it was, it was nice to take the gloves. And um, um, I guess in our squad, you know, you want to have quality sort of in every department. Um, and I think we've got that behind the stumps with Wally and I. Um, and no, and credit to him, you know, he's been he's been awesome, you know, giving me advice and encouraging me, and and you know that was testament to him as a bloke. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I guess like keeping and and batting at number four or five wherever you were batting is is a big role in the side, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, you know, it's a bit more responsibility, um, but I think you know I think I enjoyed that. Um, I think keeping, you know, helps my batting. Um, you kind of get your eye in, and you kind of um, you kind of involved in the game, which can which can help the batting a bit. Um, so yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. And I guess like getting your cap this year, and um, you've been here a few years now. It's, it's sort of becoming a bit of a Glamorgan stalwart. Is that is that quite nice to be, you know, 
people associate you with Glamorgan and you're quite mm. loyal to the club and all, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I must be honest, when I first joined Glamorgan, I had no idea what a cap was or what getting <laughs> caps was. I, I didn't really know the ins and outs of, of county cricket, but yeah. quickly it became a, a big ambition of mine um, when I saw what it, you know, what it meant to be capped and all the players that uh, were getting capped around me. You could see what it, what it meant to them. Um, and um, yeah, it's obviously um, it's, it's a highlight of of my career now. You know, it's an honour and a privilege, and you know I couldn't have really done it with without the teammates and coaches. You know, friends, family back home, with all the support. Um, you know, it's, uh, it was a big honour, and you know, as a responsibility now as a senior player, like as you say, as a stalwart, um, yeah. someone who's been loyal to the club, is a is a responsibility. You know, to be a to be an ambassador for the club, and you know kind of get the club going in the right direction and and you know that's that's a responsibility that i'm you know really proud on and you know that i'll, I'll take really seriously and i guess sort of living in cardiff getting you know getting to know cardiff and getting to know the club and everything like that's all, all part of the same thing isn't it of being as you say like a yeah yeah i think so glamorgan has been a kind of a home away from home for me and and you know it's cardiff in particular it's, you know feel really settled here and um, you know, I couldn't imagine playing for for any other club, and it's just, um, yeah, I, I generally feel like an adopted Welshman, and you know, I feel like you know, Glamorgan is definitely in my blood now. That's what we want to hear, Chris. That's the line right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about the team now? Obviously, you, you, you're not going to be involved now, but they're looking, you're still looking pretty good. We had that unbelievable run, didn't we? Six or seven victories, wasn't it? What was that like to be yeah. a part of? Oh, it was great. I mean, you know. The first time I take the gloves and you got Dale Stain running in, yeah. um, it's you know a boyhood you know idol of mine. It's it's kind of what dreams are made out of, and we went on a really good run. Um, but I think it's important now that we get back on another good run and we get momentum again going yeah. into the second half of the season, um, into the finals because you know we've obviously made the quarterfinals in the 2020s, and so I think it's important that we we get back on a nice little run. Um, and some more momentum, which we can take in and, and hopefully get some silverware. I guess it is a bit difficult, you know, when, when we do get injuries, as we have done recently. We have got quite a small squad, haven't we? So it's just, I guess, about managing that in the appropriate yeah. way. Yeah, but like I said earlier, I think in our squad, we've got quality in sort of every position. So when someone, you know, hopefully, or, or, or not hopefully, but when someone gets injured, hopefully we've got... Um, someone who's, who's, who can come in and do the job and we've definitely got a bigger squad to last season. Yeah, and Wally um, has come back in and done well again, hasn't he? Well, exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, like I said, his record speaks for himself. You know, he's, um, yeah. you know, he could walk into any other team in the county. So, it's, I mean, him coming in, he's always going to do a good job and you know what you get with him. He's going to um, always put in 100% and, and get the job done. So, I've got no, I've got no worries with the fact that if we do pick up that injury going forward, um, you know we've got the squad to deal with it. Yeah. So any any sort of um, aims for, for when you come back and next season, or just getting back in and and, and you know continuing where you left off, really? Yeah. Um, it's obviously a bit tough because um, you know the 20, 2017 season seems um, so Age far away yeah. at the moment, but. Um, um, I just can't wait to get back on the field already and um, just get back because the vibe and the team's just so good and you know it's such a great atmosphere and you you kind of miss it when you're not part of it and um, I'll probably try to get some winter plans going um, you know there's chats of maybe um, 
you know, Bangladesh T20s or going to the, the Gary Kirsten Academy in Cape Town, sort of Jan Feb or, you know, the, the, there'll be something coming up and, you know, as soon as I'm back fit, I'll be, I'll be trying to get those plans cemented and, and then looking sort of to push on next season again. Yeah, no, I guess it's just about getting cricket in when you can, when you when you when you fit again, and, and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? But um... yeah, during the game between Glamorgan and Northampton at Swansea in this week just gone, there was a new blue plaque put up at the ground to celebrate some of the history of the amount of cricket that's been there. Of course, this is the ground that Sir Garfield Sobers hit six sixes at, where. Glamorgan have had some fantastic wins against touring sides in the past. As the plaque was unveiled, Nick Webb of the BBC had a chat with both Hugh Morris and the amazing Don Shepherd about what the plaque means and what cricket in Swansea means to those of us that live out west. Here they are. I'm joined by Chief Executive Hugh Morris and Glamorgan legend Don Shepherd. Uh, Hugh, how did this uh, plaque come about? Well, it's um, basically celebrating the history of cricket at, uh, at St Helens. Um, you know, we've got a very long and proud uh, history of playing here. It's the Horton County Cricket Club and obviously Swansea Cricket Club before that. Um, some of the most memorable events in our, um, our cricket in history have happened here, quite rightly. Uh, the ground has, um, has been recognised as such. Didn't take too much leaning on the council then. No, absolutely not. And I think that, um, you know, I believe last year there was a, a plaque erected here um, because of the rugby and, and uh, the impact of rugby in, in the city. And quite rightly, it's, um, you know, it, it's um, come to pass that uh, cricket will be recognised too. Now, assisting with the unveiling was Glamorgan's leading wicket-taker, Don Shepherd. Uh, Don, what are your favourite memories of uh, playing here at St Helens? Because you must have played in uh, most of those big wins over the touring sides here. Yeah, I was going to say, how long have we got? <laughs> yeah, I was very fortunate. The first time I played against the tourists, I think, was in 1950 West Indians. And then that famous victory over South Africa in 51. And a couple of times against Australia, and I think probably India along the way somewhere. It sounds a bit disparaging, but I can't quite remember everything. Uh, yeah, and it, it's always led to the sort of cricket I think that people want to watch. You know, the uh, the pitch in the old days used to do a little bit, you know, a little bit of spin here and there, but uh, and then uh, it became a very, very good and flat pitch for several years, uh, and uh, it was on those sort of pitches that we, we beat Australia, really, you know. And, I think you can never forget that. It's, it's, it's terrific, I think, you know, to think that. And I think uh, one of the victories, 64 or 68, there were eight people born within 30 miles of this club, you know, this, this city playing, which is really something that doesn't happen too often now. There must have been huge crowds in those days as well. There were. I mean, the 1950 West Indians, over the three days, there were 68,000 and not counting the members and they were standing you know the old big stand the big bank that was here the bank down by the recreation ground and people just stood all day and, and they enjoyed it you know just a wonderful occasion Hugh Morris you might not have played in front of quite as many here but uh, I guess you had your moments what are your favourite moments as a player yeah um Lots of them. I, I always used to come, enjoy coming down to St Helens. Um, I guess I remember my last innings here, I got 173. <laughs> Good boy. And I also remember getting a pair here for the only time in my career against the West Indian Tourists. So, some bittersweet memories. And, um, and, and I was lucky enough to play rugby down here as well. So, um, so played play a bit of cricket and rugby. One of the best places to watch around the, the UK, I guess, Don. 
Well, it is. I think it's probably the only one where you get a full view of the sea and, the, and across to the English counties across the water there. Can I just mention also, uh, going back a little bit, uh, it might be appropriate because we've lost Jimmy Presley. He died a few, uh, few days ago. And Jimmy and I share a unique scorecard. We played Yorkshire with all the test players. Jimmy got nine in the first innings and I got nine in the second. And as far as I know, that's never ever been done. So, you know, to help the memory of Jimmy as well. And uh, it was, a, um, you know, as you know, spinners work in pairs, uh, fast bowlers work in pairs. And it was uh, one of those times when uh, the spinners ruled the roost. Great memories. Hugh, of course, uh, these days it's a little bit more difficult to play cricket outside the, the main county grounds, but uh, the work of the Balconiers and a lot of local business support this, uh, this annual visit to Swansea. Yeah, and have done so for many years. I mean, the sterling work that John Williams and, and the Balconiers have done have been, uh, been fantastic over, over many years. And uh, as you say, it, it becomes more difficult because the, the, the nature of the, the schedules now. We obviously don't play as much long formats of the game. Um, and um, you know, with with the season being blocked in different parts, it, it does become a bit more challenging. But uh, you know, John and, and his team have done sterling work for many, many years, and a great support of us. And fingers crossed that they, they continue to uh, put pressure on you to come here. Yeah, look, absolutely. And uh, you know, we uh, what we what we need to do now is obviously perform as well as we possibly can. So you know, coming down here and winning is uh, yeah, it's a good feeling. You, Don, thank you very much indeed. Right. That's that for this week's podcast. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed and hopefully you're carrying on sharing it with any other of your Glamorgan following friends or even those of you that enjoy it that aren't fans of Glamorgan. You'll come around soon enough. Hopefully when we next have a podcast, we will be talking about how we're on our way to finals day, August the 20th at Edgebaston. I've already tentatively sorted out my sleeping arrangements that night and all the rest of it. So... Hopefully, when I do get up there, I'm watching Glamorgan play. It would be fantastic for the club, its supporters and its players to have that big day out at Edgebuston. So, fingers crossed the right result happens on Thursday against Yorkshire. Thanks very much for listening. I've been Peter Miller. Speak to you soon and goodbye.